0: Hey, what's up everybody? Terry Hansen here. Welcome back to Sales Performance Improvement Radio. Great to be back with you once again on this episode number seven. Listen, today I want to chat with you a little bit about something called sales enablement. And at this point, uh, the digital era and the modern era of professional selling has been ushered in uh, is, is is about 22 years old at this point and I want to talk to you about four areas as a as a sales manager uh, that you should absolutely be focusing on to enhance and improve your overall sales enablement efforts so stick with me Let me tell you a quick story, Uh, rewinding the clock several years. Back in 1997, I had uh, taken all of the experience and, um, and skills that I had developed as a competitive Gymnast over the early course of my of my life, and I put those to work as an acrobat and a stunt performer at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. In 1997, I actually auditioned for them and was cast as an acrobat and as a stunt performer in their brand new theme park that they were opening up at that time, called the Animal Kingdom. So the park opened in 1998, and I was one of the workshop cast members and performers to help open up two different shows out there. The first was the Journey into Jungle Book show. which no longer exists. And then the second was the Festival of the Lion King, which actually still exists today. Um, But I'll never forget uh, moving all of my uh packing up all of my earthly belongings into the green my green volkswagen jetta and driving across the country and and uh and moving over to uh, orlando florida to uh begin working for uh, walt disney world and i met a a lot of great people and uh, 101 amazing experiences out there but i remember one day i was uh, with a friend of mine over at his house and we were chit-chatting about bob marley and about food and about the cute girls that we were uh we were getting acquainted with and he happened to mention something called email and i'm like what what is that? Uh, or he asked me, uh, you know, I'll send you an email. And I'm like, what is email? Again, this is a 1998 or uh, yeah, 1998. And I'm like, what is that? And he says, well, it's a, it's like sending a letter through the mail, except you do it electronically or digitally over, over the internet from computer to computer. Do you have an email address? And I scratched my head and said, no, I'd never even heard of that sort of thing. And he's like, well, I can, I can create one for you. It's free. And so we, uh, we went to his computer, opened up his computer and he, um, he dialed into the internet and you hear that. You know, the uh, modem dialing in and getting all souped up. Do you guys remember that? Uh, anyway, he logged into something called Hotmail, Hotmail. And uh, and uh, he's like, all right, what do you want? And so I I came up with something uh, original and it was TerryHan80, uh, TerryHan80 at hotmail.com. That was my very first email address. And uh, from that point on, boy, oh, boy, I started getting more familiar with the internet and realized uh, what a great and cool and amazing tool it was. But uh, that was in 1998. And really, a lot, right about that time is when really there was a, a, tr- a pretty tremendous shift, unbeknownst to, I think, a lot of people in the world in professional selling and how buyers buy and how sellers sell. But it really, uh, about that 1998, 1999, 2000, about that, uh, about that turn, about that period, uh, there, 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 that really did usher in the digital age of selling. And something actually changed. There was a pretty powerful change that started happening with consumer behavior. And uh, what started happening is, see, in the old days, if you wanted to buy some sort of a product or some sort of a service, where would you go before the internet to get information about that product or about that service? Really, the only place you could go was to a salesperson a salesperson was trained to provide and dispense a lot of good features and benefits about products and services. And so if you wanted to buy something and had questions, that's who you needed to go to. But with the advent of the internet, you know, 22 plus years ago or so, it's probably even longer than that, uh, all of a sudden buyers could go online and start researching and looking at websites and reading information about the products and services. No longer did they need salespeople to be the guardians of all information, and uh, about products and services, they could actually get them themselves. Now, fast forward two decades, 20 years, We uh, consumer behavior has, has fundamentally changed forever. So much so that research studies tell us that um, when a typical buyer... Uh, and I'm thinking more of like a business-to-business context, right? Uh, a CEO or an executive is looking to purchase something on behalf of his company. When when they are looking to buy something, they will conduct their own research online, look at reviews, look at all the stuff that's available online, and they will get actually 70% of the way through their buying process, buying journey, before they ever reach out to a salesperson to have a, a, the very first conversation. So, literally, Literally 70% of their mind is made up on what they want, why they want it, when they want it, how they want it, how much they want to pay for it, how they want it configured and set up, etc. Before, before they even talk to a salesperson. And that's pretty significant because with with buyers having more access to information online before they ever talk to a salesperson, that's pretty that's pretty fundamentally changed how, how sellers sell because buyers have changed how they buy. Consequently, over the last 20 years, salespeople and sellers have had to change how they sell. Uh, We know that again, the usually the very first conversation, uh, the salesperson doesn't have to necessarily start all the way at square one. They just need to help take the potential customer across the finish line in, in essence. So, um, and so because of the changing dynamics of the internet landscape and the, and the buyer's buying process and journey, there, over the last really five to 10 years, there's been a new discipline that's developed and uh, wanted to chat a little bit about sales enablement. We've always heard about sales management for years and sales operations for years, sales consulting and sales training for years, and CRM software platforms. But when you zoom out and, uh, and look at the macro level, all of the elements of marketing, all of the elements of sales, all of the elements of IT and web development, all the elements of customer service, all of the elements of product management, even all of the elements of human resources, all of those departments inside of a company come together to enable, to empower, and to support one thing. And that is the sales salespeople, uh, people's ability to sell uh, to today's buyers. And that's really what sales enablement is. It's really the intersection of all of those six or seven different company departments and making sure that there's good solid alignment between all of those systems, all of those departments. Good sales enablement efforts. Um, are I have at their heart and soul is alignment of all of those departments. So who typically owns Sales Enable? Well, it's typically a marketing manager or it's typically a sales manager. So if you're a sales manager or a marketing manager, congratulations, you're responsible for making sure that <clears throat> all of those departments, all of the systems, all of the technology, all the tools, all the processes, all the resources are perfectly in harmony and aligned to pave the way for your sales people to do an amazing job so i wanted to chat with you a little bit about four key areas to focus on in in 2022 to really take your sales enablement efforts to the next level all right so let's start off with number one number one really is your analytics and your reporting, your analytics and your reporting. Again, in a digital world and in a world where increasingly more and more companies have to use some sort of a software platform or software tool uh, to track and monitor all sorts of things, reporting and analytics is at the heart and soul of good sales empowerment, enablement, and support. Why? What? So what sort of reporting and analytics are we looking at? We're looking at the marketing function. Uh, We're looking at how well the marketing is generating leads, how many people are viewing and clicking and downloading and subscribing and opting in. We're looking at those set of of details and metrics. We're also looking at at what the quality of the sales leads are. We're looking at lead scoring and if they're crappy leads or if they're really high quality, amazing leads. We're looking at the appointments scheduled. We're looking at deal size. We're looking at the number of proposals. We're looking at closing ratios. We're looking at reasons why deals don't uh, why, why they fall through. We're looking at really the sales cycle and the sales process and all the metrics going through there. And, and it's just one continuous line of, of data from marketing all the way through sales and even into customer service and, and, uh, and client retention, right? So So when we're talking reporting and analytics, That's what we're really talking about. You absolutely need to have a sales automation or a marketing automation piece of software as well as a sales CRM tool that allows you to seamlessly see all of the data, all of the metrics, all of the information to help you make wise decisions as it relates to your sales team. So that's the first area that you really want to consider and think about is, uh, is, real, is upping your game in your level of transparency and clarity around the data and the metrics that is all feeding your sales revenue. So that's number one. Number two has to do with your sales content and your marketing content. Now, what do we mean by content? Content is really video. It's really the written word, uh, but it's also images and pictures, and it even can be audio. Uh, audio files like uh, like podcasts or you know interviews and things like that <clears throat> so what's the purpose of good sales and marketing content well it's used in emails it's used in print collateral it's used in case studies it's used on your website it's used in in uh, in lead magnets and and bait and incentives to get people to opt in and subscribe to things um, it's used on social media. It's used on your website. It's used all over the place for a variety of different purposes, all along the buyers, uh, all along the buyer's journey, early in the stage, in the middle of the stage, and at the end. So, uh, sales content, content overall, is got to be something that you are paying attention to, <clears throat> and as we talked about. Again, all along the sales process, you're going to need certain kinds of content early on to help buyers get clarity around the core issues and challenges and problems that they are trying to solve. In the middle of the sales process, we need good content, again, videos, written word, designed images, even audio uh, to help h- help your potential buyers understand r- really all of their options as it relates to the solutions that are going to fix those problems. And at the end of the sales process, good content that's going to help them understand how you as a as a supplier or as a vendor uh, are are really the the very best vendor and supplier out there in the planet as it relates to providing those solutions to solve those problems. So that's really the purpose of your content is helping helping them in, in all stages of the sales process. So that's number two. Again, number one is your reporting and analytics. Number two is your content, your sales and marketing content, and uh, having it support well that that, that buying process and journey. And number three uh, element that you're going to need for in 2022 to really take your sales enablement efforts to the next level is technology and automation. Again, because we now live in a digital world in a digital selling environment where where data and information and technology uh rule the rule the universe at this point um it, the only way to really scale our companies and help our salespeople do more is by leveraging technology and automation tools gone are the days where we need to copy and paste things or manually type and do things uh, but instead we can create things one time Automate them so they are sent out automatically to a hundred or a thousand people, right? So there's there's uh, uh, and so when we're talking technology, we're oftentimes just talking about um, software platforms that live in the cloud online that you uh, you 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 pay for, you create an account, and these are CRM systems, these are sales automation systems, these are marketing automation systems, these are email systems. They're uh, their uh, their reporting systems, all of those things sometimes in, in even just in one software, but those kinds of technologies those kinds of software programs and platforms are are absolutely a must these days so question and ask yourself how effective is the technology and the software platforms that you 're currently using? Uh, are you leveraging it to its fullest capacity if you 're not using it you 're really you're really holding your sales team back in a mighty way if you're not leveraging technology and automa- automation tools to their fullest. So take a second look at that and um, and think about how you could better leverage that for uh, uh, for m- m- uh, social media messenger, for website chat bots, and email and text messaging and all of that sort of thing. Okay. Fourth and final, fourth and final area, and that is training training. So, we will never quite ever get away from the need to help salespeople um, uh, grow their skills, modify and update their behaviors, uh, adjust their attitudes, and help them gain increased knowledge about their job. So, I like to call those four things BASC. B-A-S-K, B-A-S-K. Behaviors, attitudes, skills, and knowledge. So your sales training curriculums and programs and courses all need to be focused on helping them help strengthening those skills, knowledge, behaviors, and attitudes at each stage of the sales process. So there's always opportunity to help them do better, to be better, to be more efficient, more productive. And that really is at the heart and soul what, what good sales training is all about. It's about boosting and enhancing the overall level of productivity that your sales team has. Are they able to do more in less time? Are they able to close uh, larger uh, size deals in the same quantity of time that it would take to close a smaller size deal, right? So those are the four elements. Number one, again, reporting and analytics. Number two, sales and marketing content. Number three, technology and automation and number four, training and skill development. So I hope those four areas get you kind of auditing and thinking critically about your sales organization, your team, your department, your relationship with customer service, IT, marketing, human resources, product management, all of those and asking yourself, are we as a as a as a sales organization, <clears throat> are we working as effectively? as we can together, are we as aligned as we should be together? Uh, If the answer is no, then, then good news, at this point in time, sales enablement is a, is a pretty mature concept. Again, it's been around five, 10 years and kind of in kind of full force. And uh, there's a ton of software. There's a ton of training. There's a ton of resources out there to help help support this. So just start Googling, start searching, and uh, you're going to run into 101 different resources that can help you on your journey to take really your sales enablement game to the next level. But at the end of the day, sales enablement uh, seeks to just do one thing, and that is generate. Uh, uh more revenue for your company grow sales revenue that's it so if you're over the moon pleased with how your your company sales revenue is growing then you know maybe there's a lower need for sales enablement efforts but if you feel like you're on a plateau or have been stagnant for a little while or you've hit hit your head on the on the revenue ceiling and you're trying to find ways to take it to the next level then guess what sales enablement is the place for you to turn so uh, all right, well, that's it for today. So great to be with you. Uh, my, I, I love chatting about these topics and and sharing some insights and, uh, and information with you. So I hope it's been helpful today. Can't wait to be back with you once again and uh, be sure to like and subscribe, uh, share this take up if you if you've enjoyed this uh, particular episode, then do me a favor. take a screenshot with your phone, post it on social media uh, and tag me Terry Hansen or Hansen plus and uh, I'll I'll be able to respond and and see how you're doing there. So anyway, great to be with you. Can't wait to see you back here once again next week, uh, right back here on uh, Sales Performance Improvement Radio. Take good care. See you soon.